Episode 13, Get Out of Here, Satan. What up, everybody? We're going to start off tonight with a quick word of prayer, so just close your eyes and bow your heads for me. Dear God, we come before you tonight, God, so grateful for another day, God, so grateful for the chance to be in your presence and to speak of you, God, the almighty God you are. Lord, I pray that you would fill our hearts right now, God. I pray that the Spirit would lead this time, lead this conversation, God, and that you would reach your children, God. Whether you are lost or found, I pray that you receive something from this message and that you would truly connect with the Lord in this time, God. Lord, just allow us to glorify you and you only. Allow us to speak your truth and your word, Lord Jesus. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So tonight we're going to talk about kind of a tricky topic, something that, you know, most most believers, most Christians try to stay away from. We're going to talk about lust and sexual immorality. And these are two topics that are like, bro, it's a battle. It's an everyday struggle for, for Christians today, you know, because sex is sold everywhere. Like, it's pushed so heavily on us in the world, you know what I'm saying? So whenever we come before you and talk about stuff like this, like, it can be hard because we don't want to seem like we're preaching at you or we're talking down on you because we struggle with this stuff, too. It wouldn't have just came into our heart for no reason. We felt that this is an issue that we have, and we know that there's other believers, no matter where you are in your faith journey, that struggle with the same thing. You know, you could talk to the person that's the first day into their faith, or you could talk to the pastor or the man leading the small group, the Bible study that's been doing this for 50 years, and he will tell you that he still struggles with lust. And this is not just a topic that's only for men. Women, I mean, I'm sure you struggle with it too. Just out of respect, it's not really something I talk about with women, but if there is any women listening, like, don't feel out of place, keep listening, stay tuned, because we're just going to talk from an open place, just an open heart, trying to just truly spread any wisdom, any knowledge, any experience, strength, and hope we have on this topic, you know, and just going into it, like, the world, like I said, bro, it, it's really pushing this this sex thing, this this lust thing, porn is everywhere, They're, every show you watch, every song you listen to, it pushes these themes that are of the world, but as followers, as believers of Christ, Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we're going to be tested, bro. And that's the reality of it. There's going to be times in our life where where it's going to be easier to go with the way of the world. You know, it's going to be easier to stay tuned in on that TV show, even though there's a lot of nudity, a lot of sex scenes. There's going to be times where we don't want to listen to Christian music. We don't feel like praising and worshiping. We want to listen to some crazy nonsense that is all about things of this world. And it's hard, bro. It's hard to have that discernment, you know, of what where we should be and what we should be listening to. But that's why we have to be so connected to the Holy Spirit. And it just it tells us in. um. Hold on. Let me find this verse real quick, because this, this really, really showed me about it just says. In Galatians 5.16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So it's like we got to be so focused on the Spirit, on building that connection with God, that we aren't choosing to, to please the flesh anymore, you know? And that's a battle, everyday struggle that we're going to face. The spiritual war warfare is there, and especially with the topic such as lust, you know? Like, we really have to do our best to put our blinders on tune out the world and stay focused on jesus you know because jesus he he was on earth and yeah he was tempted but did he ever fall to these sins no and that's the bar he set we're supposed to strive for it but we're always going to come up short you know what i'm saying as humans in this world we're gonna 
we're gonna sin bro and if you are struggling with this topic we just want you to know like it's normal it happens but don't get comfortable in it don't stay complacent every day we got to try our best to grow in relationship with jesus so that these problems we're facing become weaker and weaker as the spirit becomes stronger and stronger yeah no just basically going off to of wally right like it it really is a struggle for every single person and uh even just this wednesday there's a guy that i know at my gym and he had like we were just talking about it basically um and he told me he has like a pastor who's like 70 years old and he said that pastor told him like he still struggles with that today you know that you know that sexual immorality that it's the flesh you know that to the 70 years old dude still you know comes up in his life that since those peaks its ugly head around the corner you know is really a struggle for i think every single person in the world and then you want added so you got the the battle of the flesh and then you add on top of that the world the battle of the world and really the culture that we live in is that it's it's become so accepted that it's like when we come into the church we can focus on all these different sins in sexual in sexual immorality lust isn't one of the sins that we pay attention to because we just tell ourselves well everybody else is doing it which is such a dangerous like for myself right like that's something i'll say and i think that definitely goes into a bunch of sins right but it's heavy with lust you know when when younger teens right are having sex with a boyfriend girlfriend not married no covenant right and it's every person in your high school you don't feel wrong right in your in that age group right and that pattern literally just follows you from that time all the way out because now you've right you've you've committed that sin you've enjoyed the pleasure you ate the apple you know and it just from then on right that's when the real real struggle begins with it and i think most people who are listening have already you know been there before have been lustful before you know and uh I think first just to define what lust is, right? Because sexual attraction, like, you know, to be like, sex isn't wrong, like at all. Like sex is is good, right? Sex is a good thing, right? God gave us sex, so it must be good, right? He gave us sexual attraction, it must be good. That's how he created us, you know, all the way back to Adam and Eve before the first sin was ever committed, you know, that that was something that was good and righteous, right? And then he but the thing is is he put like he put rules on it right like he put boundaries on how we do it you know it's not wrong to love somebody but when you love them just for their body you know is when it becomes and that's when it becomes lust is like when you destroy the personhood of whoever it is that you're lusting towards and you're you're strictly you selfishly want to pleasure yourself through their bodies right like you want to use their body to pleasure yourself as one that's when it becomes a lust thing you know i think too right like and there's no one listening at all who hasn't lusted right because if you've looked at a woman lustfully right then you're you know or man either way my bad um if you've done either side of that right then then you've you have committed lust before it's that simple and to be honest with you i think most people listening have gone a lot further than that right and uh yeah that's so i'll jump off with it yeah way to hop off the porch chris 
Yeah, so we've been, I've been listening, me and Chris both been listening to this dude, John Piper, recently, and he's just, like, a, a older pastor. I think he was, like, really big in, like, the, what was it, the 80s and not, 80s? 90s. The 90s. And so today, he, we were listening to the episode, and he defined lust as a, a sexual desire that dishonors its object and disregards God. So it's not only dishonoring the person, but it's dishonoring God. Because we got to think, that's God's creation, that's God's child. And we're looking at them in a way that is not beneficial to either of us, you know, because it's, it's not our husband, it's not our wife. It's just simply another person on this earth, and we look at him out of our own selfish desire, you know. And through doing that, we're going against what God calls us to do. Because, yeah, like Chris said, sex was made by God, but unfortunately we pervert it, bro. You know, like in this world, and, and especially in, in like the U.S., bro, it's just, it's everywhere. And, and it starts at such a young age, you know, and that's that's the struggle of it. Like, with these kids, bro, they're on... I mean, me, me too, I'm not I'm not that old, bro. Like, when I was a kid, I had Instagram, I had Facebook, all that stuff. And, yeah, that was, like, the... That was the gateway, you know? Because it starts off, you're just looking at some girls you know, and then, oh, there's models on here, and then, oh, there's twerk videos, oh, there's all this stuff. And it, it entices you and makes you want to go a little bit deeper, you know? And so just imagine the struggle that the kids are having today, you know? Now kids from such a young age are exposed to Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all this stuff, and there's really no parental supervision, right? It's just really whatever you want to look at, you're going to look at, unless the parents are smart enough to put, like, that parent lock, you know what I mean? But that's pretty rare. And even if there is, like, they're going to find it if they want it, and that just shows us from a young age we have that desire, that sin is within us, and it's our job to suppress it, but unless we have the tools to do that, it's going to be almost impossible. And I was just looking up today, like, the effects that it truly has, like the effects that porn and all that stuff has on you. And when you start at a young age, it, it can lead to some serious problems. You know, like we did a, a whole message about it at, at the church one time for the kids. And it was just saying like, like starting watching porn and, and looking at sexual images and, and watching these movies and songs and stuff, it leaves a little like footprint in your brain. And that can lead to so many issues. It can lead to anxiety, stress, depression. It can even go as far as like drug addiction. Cause it becomes an addiction like as soon as you tap in with that it's it's enticing you know what i'm saying like i said like like your body wants it your flesh wants it but the spirit is trying to fight it unless you're tapping in with the spirit you're left to your own defenses and i can tell you personally when i try to fight lust on my own i fail every time unless i'm truly tapped in with the holy spirit unless i'm truly prayed up and i'm constantly just asking the holy spirit for guidance and help the guidance to only only see people as the people they are the creation that god made them you know i'm gonna fail every time because me and my finite self is weak like my flesh is strong but the spirit is only strong whenever i call on it you know like it's always in me and it's always working and it's protecting me and it's forgiving me so i don't want you guys to get it twisted like like god has given us the grace to be forgiven of our sins but we have to acknowledge the sin we have to repent which is turn away from them and then also take the necessary steps to get away from that sin, you know. And the only way I found that helpful, like, or the only help I've truly found is through diving into his word, you know. Because coming into the faith as, like, a new Christian and stuff, I would try to bend all the rules. And I would try to find my little loophole or wormhole or whatever you want to call it to get away from, like, actual the actual truth that his word is, you know. And there's so many verses that tell us, like, 
sexual immorality, lust, all these things are just destroying you. They're destroying your body. And it even says in um, in Colossians, it's talking about when you unite yourself with a, a, a prostitute, you become one flesh. And that doesn't just apply for prostitutes. That's when you have sexual relations with anybody, whether that's in the mind or that's physical, you know, because there is such a thing as like, you know, like, what is it? It's um, like he talks about adultery in the mind. So basically, when you look at another person's like husband or wife, even if you're just thinking about them in a sexual way, you're committing that that adultery in your mind. And it's almost as bad as just doing it in the, in the physical. You know what I'm saying? Like God has called us to so much more than that. And he's laid out his his, his law, his rules, you know, what I'm saying to help us get away from that. But I think it's so much harder because we're defiant as humans. You know, we don't want to be stuck in some rule box or check some box. We want to be like everyone else. We want to fit in. We want to, you know what I'm saying, chase after what our friends are chasing after. Like, it's pretty rare when you talk to somebody, like, especially as a man, you know what I'm saying, as, like, as the age we're in, like, sex is, like, the hot topic, bro. Like, when you're talking to people, it's usually about, oh, you've seen that shorty or, oh, you've seen this video or you've seen that, that music, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, it's it's so common, and we just become, like, desensitized to it. And the only way we can get out of that mind is is the refreshing, like the refresh, the, the what is it? What am I looking for? Oh, being made new in Christ. You know, once we make that decision to turn away from the worldly desires, from the fleshly desires, and we choose to be a new creation in Christ, that's when the breakthrough comes. You know what I mean? In Romans six, it says, "In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive." to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin, for sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. So it's telling us right there, bro, we're not to use our bodies as instruments of evil you know what i'm saying and sex before marriage is an instrument of evil watching porn is an instrument of evil you know what i'm saying looking at that picture that a girl posted or a guy posted too long and starting to let your your mind run down that crazy highway that's using your mind your body for evil you know what i'm saying and that's not what god has called us to and it, it's a battle bro it's going to be a constant battle that we have to turn over to god every single day you know and and just me and Chris personally, like, to, to help fight this, anytime we've been, like, having a thought or even getting close to having that thought, you know what I'm saying? We've been praying for each other and truly praying, like, like that our, our heart will truly crave, our body will crave the spirit in such a strong way that the flesh becomes weaker and weaker. You know, it's like that, that example that Nick gave us a few weeks ago about the two wolves. And one wolf is the spirit, one wolf is the flesh. The more we feed the wolf that is the flesh, the stronger it gets and the weaker the spirit gets. So the more that we're looking at these things or the more that we're having these sexual relations that we're not supposed to be having, that is going to get stronger and stronger. Our body's going to crave it more and more. But the more we feed the spirit, the more we truly try our best to walk according to his will and his way, our spirit will get stronger and it will suppress the ways of the flesh. So it's just our goal tonight to to not judge anybody, to not condemn anybody, but to truly just show you that love, you know what I'm saying? Because I struggle with this every day. It's an everyday battle. But I still feel the love and the presence of God when I lean on Him 
You know, when I truly ask him to be there, I feel him and I know he's there. Even when I don't feel him, even even if I have just fell to the lust or fell to whatever the case may be, I repent, which means I truly just turn back to him and I know he's there. He's been there the whole time. And something that's helped me is just thinking like when I act in this way or think these things like God's right here with me and I'm making him be a part of that. Now, what I want my creator to be seeing these things I'm thinking or seeing these things I'm watching. No, bro. That's like, would you want to watch porn with your dad? No, like, that's crazy. That's weird, bro. Like, and if you do that, we still love you. Just, you know, maybe cut that out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> Which is great. Like, it's crazy. But you never know. You never know who's listening, bro. So, and if this is your first episode, definitely um, keep listening, bro. And maybe watch some older episodes and then come back into this one and and you'll see that we're not just crazy, that we're truly just trying to spread the love that has been given to us and just show the, that God is, is so gracious and he is power. And if you are struggling with this, don't sleep on him. He He will, he can and he will take this away from you if you let him. No, and that's, that's honestly, that's, that's what I'll get into. Like, me and Wally, like, I think more like the the main thing for me at least that I want to get across to anybody who's listening is like we have thrown this out completely like as far as it's basically just throwing God's word out we've decided either that's too difficult I'm not going to try or he doesn't really mean that he means something different right as far as God's word goes right and it's like for most people they don't even begin to try to pull away from lust because it, it, it is so difficult, you know? And so this has been like, at least for me and Wally, right? Is like, I'd say a solid year that we've been intentional about trying to not be lustful. And there's been growth in that year and it's still a struggle today, you know? Like, and I think more, it's more that God sees our heart and he sees that we're truly trying but knows that it's a he God trust me Jesus walked the reason Jesus comes down here right is so that he could walk in the flesh so Jesus Jesus knows right like he's our communicator to the father right he's always been the communicator to the father you know even in the old testament that's who's talking with the that's what that's a that's more of a theology thing so it's different different people would say different things but I, I believe that Jesus was the one who was communicating with these people right he's basically our translator from us to God and he came on this earth, and so he knows the temptation, right? And so he knows the, the human struggle. It's it's why he goes through and dies on the cross is because he knows that we struggle so immensely with this stuff. And so God sees my heart. That being said, God sees my heart. So it's like if I'm not truly intentionally trying to pull away from lust, and trust me, like, you, you can, you know, we can tell people, you know, I can tell people, like, hey, this is what, you know, I'm doing this. I'm really trying my hardest on lust, but it's like God really sees my heart. He sees if I'm really like convicted, if I really want it to be gone, if I really truly adore his presence and I truly understand, right, like that this lust will kill me, right? It will kill me. I will die. If I, if I live by the flesh, right, the flesh is mortal. It will die. It's the spirit that goes on and lives forever, you know, and that's why it talks about, right, that I got to crucify my flesh. It doesn't literally mean that I have to be crucified, right? But I got to crucify the things that of this world that I love, that my flesh desires, which is lust. And I've come to realize that it's been more of a thing of like through this journey, through this year journey, where I've really been honestly, truly can say I've been trying to get rid of lust in my life. It's 
what it's really come to show me is that I can't do it. Like, I will never be able to do it. I need to give 110% of it to God. God has to take it from me. It is the only way that the lust will be removed from me. Every time I try to pull back and figure it out or, you know, try to work something out or, like, you know, make a little, you know, a game plan of this is how I'm not going to do it. And then in that way, like, God will be proud of me type thing is none of that. It's that God's going to show his power by pulling it from me. And then, right, that's what me and Wally have said before is, like, when we will, like, write a list of all the sin we struggle with, like, in text. And I'm like, bro, if, like, when God removes all, like, I believe God's going to remove them all in, in time, right? Like, not to the full extent, right? There's a seven-year-old man who still struggles with it, but I think a lot of it is going to be removed. I'm like, people are really going to see the power of God, you know, because they're going to know where we came from, and they're going to, and I think that's more what it is, is that my continual failing has showed me how powerless I truly am and how much I really got to just, how much I need God to do it for me, you know, how I need christ the holy spirit to to change that in me you know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna figure this thing out dude i've come to that conclusion i've gone on my knees enough now where that's the only prayer i say now you know and i'll say this too is that the action being carried out is bad but the thought is bad too what happens what i see happen is that i'm thinking about it throughout the day and then the action is right coming up behind it Right. And so that if I'm not killing the thought, as soon as the thoughts are coming throughout the day or throughout the week or whatever it may be, you know, when I when I go, you know, if you go see your girl, if you go, you know, go back to the crib, you got your phone right there, whatever it may be, you haven't been, you know, giving things over to God throughout the day. And so when it comes that time where it's just you by yourself, right, that's when I choose the flesh is when I haven't been killing the thought when it's coming. and I've just been letting it kind of grow throughout the day. And then I'm done for because before I'm even home, I'm like committed to just sinning, you know, like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to fold today. Ask me while I say it. we're going to fold. Right. And so it's like the thought, the, the whole thing with the thought is that it is really important. And it also does show my heart. One of my favorite things too, that I heard is that, the pure of heart see God, and that's one of the Bible verses, you know, and by d- committing the sin of lust, my heart becomes very unpure, and I no longer have this beautiful gift to see God, you know, because my heart does become unpure, and it takes time again where I'm back in it, trying to rebuild, that, get my heart pure, clean it out again, you know, rather than just having it where it's like I can always see God because I, I'm not fighting anymore, you know. That's my true desire. My true desire, my spirit, what it truly wants is to be able to just see God at all times, you know, be there with him, you know. And so every time I pull back and I lost, it's like I lose that. And I and that's that's what kills me, you know. That's what the conviction is, you know. But, yeah, that's what I got for now. Yeah. And I, I think um, a, big, a big excuse us as Christians will use to justify, like, our actions is, is the act of temptation, you know. And just as I was preparing today and I was reading these verses and I was just really just trying to connect with the Spirit, like, what I, I kept kind of not hear, hearing, I guess I would say, is, like, is just to remove those things. If I'm constantly being tempted, I need to remove those things. Like, clearly, if they're in my life and they're not putting me in a position where I'm growing closer to God, then they need to be gone, you know? Whether that's the TV show or that's the the people you hang around or, you know, 
it doesn't really matter if it's not bringing you closer to god there's really no purpose for it in your life you know and for me like i like i love i watch tv shows all day bro i watch movies all day like while i'm cutting hair i just turn something on and it's just recently that like sometimes i'll put on a show and i'll feel convicted in my heart and i'll be like dang bro i shouldn't be watching this you know what i'm saying because all it's doing is planting seeds of evil like when i'm watching a show and there's a lot of nudity or you know what i'm saying like hateful speech towards women and all this stuff like when it goes in it it comes out you know what i'm saying and it can either come out my words or my actions i could either be thinking negatively about women or i could be talking negative negatively about women and that's that's god's creation bro these are god's daughters and i'm disrespecting them when i'm even putting that stuff in my brain you know like i started watching this fire show it's on netflix it was called ballers it was with the rock you know it's about football it's all this stuff but it's showing the fast life it's showing the the way that nfl players live and the reality is it of like how many women they're they're hooking up with and all this different stuff and i'm like man i could ju- i could justify it i could justify it and say i'm not watching it for that i'm just watching it because i want to know about the inside of an nfl player's life but then i gotta look at myself and be like all right bro really really, really? is that what you're watching yeah, it? like like no bro like that sinful nature that flesh is just screaming and saying keep that show on but my spirit that still small voice within me is saying it's simply saying like turn it off just watch something different you want to know about the inside of football go on amazon prime watch a documentary about football because then it's like if i'm watching a Deion sanders documentary there's no there's no lust bro there's no there's no even opportunity to be tempted you know and that's what i got to in um in colossians three to five or three verse five it said put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetedness which is idolatry so all these things that i'm i'm really just welcoming welcoming into my life you know what i'm saying i'm welcoming them in when i'm constantly watching it or constantly hearing it you know it says i have to put it to death and the temptation in it is so strong but the temptation is not an excuse to sin bro the temptation just gives me a reason to run even harder after God to truly seek the Holy Spirit in a different way. Because once the temptation is there, that seed is planted, and all my flesh wants to do is act on it, you know? And when I do act on it, I'm closing the door on God. I'm saying, God, I'll see you later. Because you know I'm going to end up in the same spot, right back on my knees, right back repenting, right back acting, asking for forgiveness. And that's so important to do you know what i'm saying when you do fall when you do struggle or fold like yeah you gotta repent bro you gotta turn back to god because you've walked away from god god was right there the whole time and if it helps you like stay away from this stuff like think like god's watching you when you're doing this stuff and it's like do you really want that you know and so just on the the topic of temptation another another verse that's in in uh sorry we're throwing a lot of verses because we don't want to just throw our opinion out there you know what i'm saying i'm not even gonna apologize i'm never gonna apologize from speaking the truth because god's word is the truth so this is a tough topic we don't want to get too like explicit too in detail or anything and we want to be respectful you know for whoever's listening but it is a real problem and it was on our heart to address it you know what i'm saying so that's not for no reason so just on the temptation topic this is in first corinthians 10 and it's uh verse 13 it says, no, t- no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. 
But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So he straight up told us, bro, like we're going to be tempted. There's going to be tough times in our life where we really want something. We really are, are just fighting it, bro. But he started off with saying the temptation is not going to be more than we could bear. You know, like we could really thug it out, bro, but we're not going to. We're too weak. So he's going to give us a way out. And that way out is through his spirit, through leaning on the Holy Spirit, through talking to Jesus, through speaking the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if, if there's something going on and I'm just getting too deep in my head and, and I, I'm thinking all these wrong thoughts, or I'm looking at something I shouldn't. I'll just simply just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And if I do that, I'm no longer focused on what I'm looking at or what I was thinking about. I'm focused on the King of Kings. I'm, co I'm focused on the God who came to this earth and suffered a brutal death so that a sinner like me could be forgiven. And not only did he do that, he did it when we were still sinners. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knew what we were going to be doing. He knew we were going to be having this talk. And he knew me and Chris were going to struggle with this, this idea of lust and sexual immorality and all this stuff. But he still died on the cross for us. And if you're listening, he died for you too. He made that sacrifice so that we could all be forgiven and we could have freedom. These chains could be broken, you know, because for some people, like, this is a real struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is really their drug of choice. This is really, like, their addiction. Like, some people, they're so tied to this idea of lust and sexual immorality that it's ruining their life, you know? Like, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a miracle to see, like, the pastor that had a porn addiction or the pastor that had a sex addiction and now that chain has been broken by the name of jesus and he is now using his his testimony to help other men and other women you know and and also just to the women like i think what what is kind of on my heart now is like maybe we do need to have a woman on here um or at least find some some podcasts with women talking about this kind of stuff because you know me and chris are just men and we're just kind of idiots in some some aspects you know what i'm saying so we don't want you to feel left out or nothing because this is not just a manly struggle this is a struggle of the world and the world is is you know what i'm saying is pretty dark right now and so just if, if you are struggling with this just keep giving it to god just constantly keep repenting and constantly keep seeking the spirit and eventually he will he will set you free you've already been forgiven so focus on that for now and just keep fighting it and don't try to fight it alone but lean on the spirit fight with the spirit but also surround yourself with some people that are going to hold you accountable you know what i'm saying like i feel horrible when i got to tell god when i got to repent to god and tell him what i've done but it also feels pretty bad when i got to call chris and have that uh, fold report you know like that's that's not what i want to talk to chris about i want to tell chris about the miracles that god's working in my life you know and i want to tell him about the beauty i've seen in this day the way god has moved in this day I don't want to tell him about the way my flesh took over because I wasn't leaning on the spirit, you know. So I'll just say, like, keep praying, you know, never stop praying. There's so much power in prayer. And just truly, like we said last week, have the faith. Just know that God can remove this and believe that he will, you know. And I don't know when that is. It might just be part of your testimony, you know. If you're listening and this is a struggle that you truly have, like, just keep praying because God may be using you in ways that you don't even know whether that's right now or that's in the future you know what i'm saying you could have someone come into your life who has this struggle and, and by the grace of god you've been freed from it and now you get to help them walk through it you know so don't don't ever sleep on your struggle embrace the struggle and don't don't give yourself a pass don't just think oh i'm forgiven i'll just 
I'll just repent right after. I'll say sorry and I'll be okay and I'll still go to heaven. Because it's like, at some point when you keep using that past, it's like, how much do you really love God? You know, how much do you do you know him? You know, because for me, it's like, I struggle with this, yes. But at the same time, like, I I don't want to keep disappointing God. You know what I'm saying? That, that belief. And I, I shouldn't have even said disappoint God because God's never going to be disappointed in us. He just wants to love us. But he wants better for us. He wants more for us. He wants our bodies to be used for righteous reason, reasons to to spread his word and spread his love into the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and honestly, just to that point, it's like, I don't know, one thing that can be scary, I guess, to talk about, but is really just the truth you will burn in hell for eternity. Like, I will burn in hell for eternity if I'm not, you know, tr- if, I, if I truly believe in God fully 100%, I'm going to be so much more obsessed with getting that than I'm going to be on these little world- worldly things, right? And it's like the way that I've heard it said, it's like it's our hope, right? My hope is that is that I will spend eternity with Christ. And when I'm thinking of that hope consistently, when that's in the forefront of my mind, you know, heaven and hell, that there is an eternity and that one is eternal suffering, right? And I'll just briefly give the description of hell. Is like, they say there's no rest. It's constant pain. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're like, you know, burning their eyes out. They're on fire. Their souls are burning. Like, you can find verses. If you just look up verses of what hell is like, you know, it's, it's it's trying to be described with worldly things but it's beyond what we can understand and so it's like and then you get the other side of that of heaven where it's just this you know peace of mind and a gift and all this stuff and it's like we get so like as far as the world goes it's like i get so caught up in the world like even with like lust you know it's like i get so caught up in in what's happening in the world and keeping up with the latest thing it's like I forget about my eternal reward, right? My my promise, my gift that I have through Jesus Christ. And then I just do what what the world is doing and I follow that path and it only it only leads to hell forever, to be in hell forever, you know. And that's a truth, you know, and I I f- I'd feel wrong to not you know share that truth that that is a possibility, you know. One thing I've heard a lot of pastors that they get into the idea of fear of God is just a reverence. But when you really read that book, it talks about trembling, like trembling at his word, trembling at his word. Yeah, reverence. But that's that's a deeper thing than just a respect. Right. When you're actually trembling, that's that's real fear. Right. There should be a sense of fear and maybe even urgency about this. Right. You know, and I don't think that doing this because that would be the wrong reason to do it just because I want my my reward, you know, or because I don't want to burn in hell or just because I'm afraid, right? But I think it's still, like, a thing that should be, you know, it should be a motivator. And I also want to say that we are saved by grace. So it's like how me and Wally are talking, you know. We are, we are lustful people. We've been lustful, right? We've had the struggle. We still have it today. You know, and that's why I made the point about God seeing our heart. So, and I do, I am saved by God's grace, and I still have that hope of that eternal reward. But with that being said, is that God, like I, God does see our heart. So it's like He'll know if like I'm just pushing His word out the door, and I'm like, well, I believe, right? You know, 
I have to understand what it really means to believe. It's not just I'll say the words I believe. Like when you see someone who truly believes in something, their actions speak that. You know, and that's something that James talks about um, in the book of James. He talks about, you know, faith without works is dead. And he, he the exact line is, I'll sh- show me, show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith through my works. Right. And so it's like my actions will speak that I do have this true faith in God. Right. Cause that's that's why I'm changing, you know, and that's like, you know, they're not separate things. My actions will change just because I truly believe that Christ died on the cross for me, you know, and that's what I've learned is my true, my true way to feed my spirit is by building my faith. It's the thing we talk about all the time. And by building my spirit, I can overcome the flesh and I won't have the lust to deal with anymore, you know, when my faith is actually strong and I really believe in this eternal promise. And I've been believing in it more and more. And I can tell you this is like, I've talked to Wally about it. Wally talks to me about it, right? It's like money becomes so much less important. Women become so much less important. The car I'm driving will be co- starts becoming more important is, is things of like, what am I doing to advance the kingdom? What am I doing, you know, so that God can be glorified, so that people can truly know through me that God is this beautiful create creator, you know? I don't know. And the reason I just got into faith so much is because I believe it's, you know, that's that's the solution to, to lust, to all my sin, but to lust specifically, you know. Don't mute it, bro. Yeah, and I mean, God definitely knew we were going to struggle with this and that it was going to be such a, a heavy topic in, in life today, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why it is mentioned so much in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think... And, pretty much every book it tells you to stay away from it you know what i'm saying stay away from that sexual immorality because all it's doing is 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 dishonoring god and it's separating that connection that you have with him you know because when you're connecting with another person that god doesn't have for you like are you focused on god no like you know what i'm saying like you might think you love that person but until you've truly entered that covenant of marriage like like the connection is not god given it's from man and anything from man will perish you know so if, if you're constantly acting in sexual ways with someone that you're not married to like are you going to be mad at god when it doesn't work out you know like and that's the harsh reality of it because we got to speak the truth you know what i'm saying and like chris was talking about earlier that like yeah god has given us the grace and the forgiveness and that he made jesus to come down on this earth and, and sacrifice for us so we could have a chance so that he could die for our sins and that the sins wouldn't determine our future you know like don't ever think like your your past determines where you're going to spend eternity, you know? As long as you made that connection with God and you truly give give your heart to him every single day, you know what I'm saying? To the best of your ability. Like God is there. God is always here even when you didn't want to acknowledge him, you know what I'm saying? But he's not just going to let you into heaven for, you know what I'm saying? It's not like the lottery like, "Oh, you got lucky. You're going to heaven." No, he tells us that in first corinthians 6 and i'm, I'm going to read a lot of scripture tonight you know what i'm saying like i said earlier that's the truth so it just says don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of god don't fool yourselves those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or male prostitutes or or Wait, practice what male prostitutes that's what it says bro yeah male male and female you know what i'm saying either prostitutes is not good have you met a f- male prostitute before all right, bro. That's not the point. 
Stop go stop ahead, distracting the word. Yeah. Get out of your scene. Get out of your scene. All right, but or those that practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You know, and that's heavy. That that was a lot of stuff right there that probably people listening could check that box. You know what I'm saying? But the key is, like, that doesn't inherit kingdom. You know, that doesn't inherit the kingdom. That that form of you, because that's the old you. That's the flesh-filled you. That's that's the one who only chooses themselves. But once you accept Jesus, like, like, however you are, if you're any of those things I listed, if you're a prostitute, if you're committing adultery, if you're committing sexual sin, if you're homosexual, like, that doesn't mean God doesn't love you. He just wants, he just wants you to, to, you know, like, follow his will, you know what I'm saying? Open your heart so he can cleanse you, so that he can make you, make you the, the person that you're meant to be, the child of God that you're meant to be, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's hard, like, some people's feelings are going to be hurt, but it's the truth. And we're supposed to love people where they're at. We're also not supposed to just sugarcoat things so that they think they're going to heaven and then they die and get up to those gates. And God's like, I'm sorry, like, you know, because that would be so sad to, to fill someone with false dreams or false expectations. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it just it just it just shows me like like the power of God. You know what I'm saying? God is power. And he has the power to make that miraculous change in your life. So that wherever you're at, you know what I'm saying? whether you're struggling with the things i mentioned or something completely different like god is power he will deliver you from those things if you let him you know what i'm saying and just another another verse that so that was the harsh that was a harsh truth but now i want to spread a little light a little love a little redemption you know what i'm saying so i'm going to read read again tune in don't 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 tune this out because this is the truth It's way more important than anything me or chris could say so this is in romans 8 and it's uh verse 5 it says those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by flesh is death, but the mind governed by spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the, of the, of the flesh are in the realm of the spirit if indeed the spirit of god lives in you and anyone and if anyone does not have the spirit of christ they do not belong to christ but if christ is in you then even though your body is subject to death because of sin the spirit gives you life because of righteousness so you got you know what i'm saying that's that's deep that's fire bro so it's like when we're living in the flesh no we don't inherit the kingdom of god but the spirit is in us and we just have to truly try our best to walk in that to live in that spirit you know what i'm saying because that is what's going to give us life like our body is going to be gone bro when we die when our time is up on this earth whether that's because we're dead or jesus comes back this body will perish but our spirit will live forever and our spirit needs to be one with jesus you know what i'm saying we need to have that holy spirit in us so all it takes is just accepting it is opening our heart and being willing to follow jesus in the way he has laid out for us to live you know what i'm saying and it says, going on into verse 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. 
Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. His Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And today, as I was reading that, you know what I'm saying? I just, I saw this video and it was talking about sometimes like we can pray the requests of our heart and we can speak to God, but also like a level up in prayer is like praying scripture. You know what I'm saying? So this this earlier today i was reading the scripture and i was just inserting my name and i was just saying that like i myself am a co-heir of the kingdom if i accept the spirit you know what i'm saying i am god's child and if i am god's child i share in his sufferings so that i also will share in his glory you know and, and right now i'm suffering you know i'm struggling with this sin i'm struggling the battle of the flesh but the longer i fight the more i fight like truly give it to give it to God and trust that the Spirit will heal me from this. I'm I'm just gaining glory. You know what I'm saying? It's bringing glory to God. You know, because if I were to just every day give up the fight, if I were to every day just fall to the flesh and not even care about it, not even repent to it, I have become the slave to the flesh. But due to the Spirit that lives in me, I am redeemed and I am set free in the name of Jesus. You know, and that applies to you too. You know, so that video for me was so empowering and if you're struggling to pray just open up the bible just open up the bible and insert your name you know what i'm saying and and, and passages like this and you'll truly feel that that power that spirit come into you as you just accept it you know and all we got to do is just open our heart open our mind to be willing we just got to be willing to try our best as long as we're trying god sees it he sees our heart he knows us he knows every hair on our head so if you think he doesn't know you're gonna mess up he already knew that way before you were made, but all he wants to see you do is turn to him to truly lean on his spirit so that you can bring glory to his name and not glory to this world. That's yeah, yeah, bro. So far, um, that what that brought to my mind as far as Wally said, praying, praying from the heart and asking requests for it. This is so far, but like. The, so the prayer that me and Wally also do for each other, yeah, it's like all that good stuff. But we pray that if we do fall into the into the sin of lust, that we get the worst, most crippling conviction. And that might sound crazy, but like I like I want him to pray that for me, and he wants me to pray that for him. Cause and there is a difference between conviction and repentance, right? Conviction is the is basically what I feel and what I. I get as a result of the sin and then the repentance is the actual change that comes from it right the conviction is the huge motivator for the repentance that's that's kind of what I've seen for it is like I hate the conviction and all the conviction is for me is a distance from God that being said so he's been praying that for me and I like last week on like Thursday I uh you know I went through the action of the of the lust and I felt 
like I felt a serious, you know, conviction. It wasn't even the first day. It came like later on. I was listening to a pastor speak, and I felt it so heavy, and I felt it all that day, and I even felt into the next morning on Sunday. And when I woke up on Sunday, I got on my knees, and my prayer was so light, and I felt like, who am I to even speak to God right now? You know, who am I to even, you know, like just the craziest conviction. This is the honest truth. This is what's crazy. So I got on my knees and my prayer was real light and simple. And at the end of the prayer, I was about to go to church. I said, I said, God, I just have one request. It's that this this sermon is about worshiping God, because what I felt, my, what my spirit was telling me, what my heart felt was that I don't need to hear anything about me. I don't need to hear anything about what benefits me. I don't need to hear anything about the prophets, none of it. I just want to worship a glorious and holy God. Now that was the service that I wanted. So I prayed that I requested to God that that's what the service would be. And I went to that service and the he, while he was at the church, that like it was insane. That exact and this sermon is recorded on Saturday night, which is even crazier. And that's how you really know that God knows before you've even done it. That was my evidence to it because that sermon's recorded on Saturday night, and I didn't see it till Sunday morning. And that was my prayer, and that was what the whole sermon was about. Was just uh, they didn't use worship exact. What is it called? Uh, praise and worship. Praise, yeah, prayer, pra- praise and worship. So b- both of them, right? Like, I was like, and I was like, God still loves me. He's still listening, even though I am this sinner. He's still right there, and it just felt crazy to know that. For the first time in my life, that I that was the first time in my entire life that I've had a prayer and it was answered within one hour. That I could instantly say, like, the God of the universe is truly real, truly listening, which I always knew he was truly real. I've known that for a couple years now. But to know that he actually listens to me, the creator of everything actually listens to me and cares what I say, blew me away. You know, who am I that, you know, the sinner, the guy who was sinning on Thursday and then, you know, I mean, the, the service wasn't for Chris. It helped a ton of people. But the the request was made and that's and God just delivered on it you know how beautiful like that was so beautiful to me you know like because I, I I definitely get in a spot where it's like I do like when I lust today bro it kills me dude especially because it's been so much of like uh trying to turn it over to God and back and forth and everything like that where I'm like does God even you know has God turned his face on me because I've done it so much and it was like God right there, like in an instant was like, nah, dude, I'm still right here. Like, I still love you. Like, I, I'm tr- I'm helping you through this. We're walking this path, you know, together, you know, like that thing that they always say is like, when you can't carry the cross, he picks it up for you, you know. And it was basically like Jesus literally was saying, like, it's all right, dude. Like, I'm and I, I just want to share that because as far as faith goes, it put my faith in a whole new like that. It was like. For me, I had a huge experience with God, and it's what solidified something. And now I get little tiny moments that continue to increase my faith. And that was another moment that increases my faith. And when my faith is increased, it's everything that Wally's talking about, right? My flesh starts to die more and more every time my faith gets a little stronger. And more and more, I want to do the right things, right? Not to please God or anything like that, but just because I know He's there and He's watching me. And that's what I'm truly here for is just to, you know, be in His presence, you know? That thing Wally just read too, and I know it starts, we usually get off topic here at the end, but he talks about being heirs of the kingdom. What that basically means, and this has nothing to do with lust, but it was a verse that really jumped out at me one time when I was fasting and I read it. It just means that 
because the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ and because Christ, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God and obviously an heir of the kingdom because He is the Son, right? That when I get the Holy Spirit, it says I'm adopted, right? The Holy Spirit, I'm now adopted. I'm also, that's when you become the child of God, right? Is that moment. We're not all children of God. If the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in you, you've not been a child yet, right? But just like a kid who's adopted, you know, in our world, that's what the Holy Spirit does for me. And then God now has this, you know, it's like a covenant he's made with us that now we do receive this kingdom. That's why it's so important that all the time we pray about the spirit, we pray for the spirit and the Holy Spirit, right? Is that that's that's like the thing that's going to bring us peace on earth and then peace on in heaven, you know, like that's what brings us to heaven. And I think that's just, which that's a little off topic, but it's just so fire. Yeah. And so we're going to wrap it up, but just if you've been listening, you know, and you do feel called out or you do feel like uh, any type of way in your heart, you know, like, I think that's your sign. I think that's God has been knocking at your door for a while. And it's like, now it's time to open that door. You know, it's time to open the door into a true relationship with Jesus. And a true relationship with Jesus is not perfect. It doesn't look the same for anybody. My struggles are not your struggles. Chris's struggles are not yours. You know, but I think it's important that we do identify our struggles. So even if your struggle is not lust or sexual immorality, just know that that the redemption that we spoke on, the freedom you will receive from Jesus, applies to any struggle, any sin. So I'll just encourage you to keep listening, or if there's something specific that you're struggling with, do your research, bro. Whether that's with our podcast or, or another, we know we always talk about Francis Chan, great pastor, bro, great man of God, super, super empowering, you know. But also, we've been listening to John Piper, so John just... John Piper's a lot more theology-based. Yeah, based. John Piper's more theology-based. And he's fire. He's fire. I don't, I don't really understand. I don't even know what theology means, really, but, you know. <laughs> Shout out, John Piper. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> no problem, yeah. <laughs> but you threw off my train of thought. But really, just whatever you're struggling with, and if you want the freedom, seek it, you know. Seek God, and, and He'll put the right things in your path, you know. And I believe that... That he is he has put you on this podcast, like had you tune in for a reason, you know, and just to to hear the experience, strength, and hope, and also to hear the truth that his word is, you know. Sometimes his word is gonna hit us hard, and it's gonna hurt our heart, it's gonna hurt our our pride, it's gonna hurt our ego, because we may think what we're doing is perfectly justified, and that's only because we're relying on our own will, our own way of thinking. But like I spoke about last week, and I still didn't look up what that verse is, but I think it's Proverbs three. And it's like five through six, and it's talking about don't lean on our own understanding, lean on his. And his understanding, like, you'll only only get to it through his word. And so I just want to close this out with this last little piece of scripture. And if you're struggling with making that connection with Jesus, this just kind of shows you the ropes, you know what I'm saying? So it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. So if you're in that place, just keep hitting that rewind and listen to this over and over. And if you want to find it, it's in Romans 10 and it's verses 9 through about 11. Listen to it or read it, look it up. And just put your name in that place, you know. I declare that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised me from the dead. And I will be saved. For it is with my heart that I believe and I am justified. 
and it is with my mouth that I profess my faith, and I am saved. And if I believe in him, I will never be put to shame. And there's power in that. There's power in the fact that that was just said, that that was read, that, that God put that in Paul's heart and told him, hey, you need, you need this. You need to put this in Romans because there's going to be a lot of people that feel lost, that don't know if they truly have a relationship with me. But through professing it with your mouth and believing it in your heart, you are saved. So in this time, we just want to close as usual with a word of prayer. So if you could, just close your eyes and bow your head for me. Dear Jesus, we just come before you tonight, God, and we're so grateful for our struggles, God. We're so grateful for every hardship we face because, like your word says, when we suffer, we bring glory to you as long as we suffer with you. You suffered for us, and so it would be foolish of us to think that we won't suffer too. We are not in this alone. I pray that whoever listens, God, they would receive you. I pray that they would declare you are their Lord, God. And I pray that in their heart they would truly believe it, God. I pray that your spirit would flow into whoever's listening's heart right now, God. And they would truly feel the transforming power of Jesus. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just reside in them in such a heavy way, God, that their life would change. And not in the physical or not so much instantly, God, but that they would start to seek you and understanding that it's progress not perfection god i pray that we would lean on that god knowing that only your son can be perfect that only jesus can be perfect and i believe that jesus did come down and die on that cross for my sins and whoever's listening sins god and i pray they would believe that too and know that your power the power of the holy spirit is what raised them and brought them back to life god i'm praying freedom over whoever's listening god i'm praying that chains would be broken that the bondage of flesh would just be shaking god in your name god free all of your children god from these sins and i know you will as long as they seek you god lord we love you we trust you we know you can and believe that you will save us god lord we praise you and are so grateful for everything you have done will do and are currently working on god in your almighty name we pray amen episode three in the books man we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast that gave us feedback showed us love man we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost that feels that they may not know god our goal here is just to bring people closer to god and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose